Topic 61. The effect of the cinema on literary production in English. Point 1. Introduction. Motion pictures are the most important narrative art form of the 20th century, having taken on the function served earlier by dime novels, serial novels, stage melodramas, professional storytelling, etc. These earlier forms continued into the century and were supplemented by comic books, radio and television. But it's the motion picture that came to dominate them all. The motion picture is a remarkably effective medium in convenient drama and especially in the evocation of emotions. No other art has proliferated as much in the 20th century, nor can any other equal it in popularity or influence. The motion picture is the newest of the generally recognized fine arts. Point 2. Films of art and the art cinema. Interpretation may be used to describe the type of motion picture in which a play, a ballet, an opera or some other work of another art form is kept virtually intact and recorded by the camera and microphone. Adaptations of novels or plays recreate the work in motion picture form, but interpretations merely give the performance a wider audience. Most motion pictures of operas and ballets may be classified as interpretations. Public and cable television have become obvious sponsors and disseminators of this type of film. Recently, imaginative and innovative cinematic techniques have been employed to record operas, ballets and stage plays. Point 3. The cinema and literature. The relationship between the two arts is complex. It has functioned at many different levels through film history and shows multiple dimensions the writer's attitude towards the cinema and the film director's views on literature, the nature of the process of adaptation, the relationship between the cinema and specific literary genres, the film careers of many great writers, scripts considered as literary material, the cinema as reference for literature, the use of literary techniques in cinematography, Superb films which developed from mediocre books and the opposite case, that of excellent books made into disappointing films. Point 4. The script. Although conventions vary from one country to another, the script usually develops over a number of distinct stages. From a synopsis of the original idea, to a treatment that contains an outline in considerably more detail, to a shooting script. Although the terms are used ambiguously, script or screenplay usually refers to the dialogue and the annotations necessary to understand the action, while shooting script or scenario more often includes not only all the dialogue, but also extensive technical details regarding the setting, the camera work and other factors. Moreover, a shooting script may have the scenes arranged in the order in which they will be shot, a radically different arrangement from that of the film itself since, for economy, all of the scenes involving the same actors and sets are ordinarily shot at the same time. Some scripts are subsequently modified into novels and distributed in book form. The script's importance can vary greatly depending on the director. Griffith and other early directors, for example, often work virtually without a script, while directors such as Hitchcock planned the script thoroughly and designed pictorial outlines or storyboards depicting specific scenes or shots before shooting any film. A film often must omit characters and incidents in the novel from which it is adapted. 
Ordinarily, only a fraction of a novel's dialogue can be included. In an adaptation of a play, the shortening is less severe, but much dialogue still must be cut or expressed visually. Half of all fiction films made since 1920 have been adapted from plays or novels. Although many eminent literary authors, including F. Scott Fitzgerald and William Faulkner, have worked on film scripts, the ability to write a good original script, especially under strict studio conditions, frequently belongs to lesser-known scenarists with a strong visual sense. 4.1. The importance of literature as the starting point for film scripts. Literature has exerted an enormous influence on the evolution of the cinema. We could hardly conceive an art of filmmaking today without literary bonds. There is a current tendency in Hollywood to buy the rights of literary works massively, but the dependence of the cinema on literature is not a recent phenomenon. It dates back to the origins of cinematography and weighs heavily on its whole history. It's generally agreed that the French did pioneer work to build this link. They adapted, in the first years of cinema, famous literary works as a means of dignifying cinematography. It was Griffith who reoriented the cinema towards literature. The first time that this American filmmaker transcodified a classic of literature was in 1911. This director carried out an extensive program of adaptation and, what's more important, it was from Griffith that this trend will be firmly established becoming a fixed pattern in film history. During the golden age of cinema, 1930-1960, American directors drew heavily on 19th century novels. This is a logical fact since cinema was then created for a public whose literary background featured Dickens, the Bronte sisters, etc. A large number of adaptations of classics took place in this period, in which Hollywood showed an extraordinary vitality. Later on came the bestsellers. Some examples of international successful films which were made from bestsellers are The Godfather Trilogy by Coppola and The Shining. Point 5. Film and Literature Like other arts, cinematography has developed a rich language. A film is not simply a direct representation of reality, it involves subliminal processes, in particular the ability to see visual shapes and symbols. 5.1. Differences between film and literature A shot is an uninterrupted exposure of numerous frames of films, and montage is the process by which various shots are edited together to create meaning. Some directors have compared the relation shot-montage with the relation word-sentence. Films have more problems in showing a detailed representation of subjective states of mind or communicating concentrated dose of information. The cinema has also problems of generalizing. It cannot say, a woman came into the room. It has to show a specific woman entering the room. In adapting a novel for the cinema, problems of time and tense usually arise. The cinema operates essentially in the present tense. Films have more difficulties than novels when expression shifts of time. Where the novelist can simply write five years later, the film director needs more elaborated devices. On the other hand, films deal with space in an easier way than the novel cutting rapidly between detailed locations that may need pages of description in a novel. Flashbacks are the best known technique in the cinema for expressing back shift in time. Characters are depicted quite differently in novels as compared to their film counterparts. The filmmaker rarely comments on the characters in a direct way 
Rather, they are shown by means of dialogue, appearance, external symbols, and the development of their actions. 5.2. Film Adaptation of Literary Works Moving from literary discourse to film language, that is from speech to an audiovisual medium, implies changes. Even the filmmaker who intends to be absolutely faithful to the original literary work will necessarily have to alter it. According to the nature of these changes and the depth of the cleavage between book and film version, we can group adaptations into three basic types. Transposition. The original text is transferred from written language to cinematic images, and this operation is carried out as if it had to be the most faithful mode of illustration. This approach aims at mechanically copying the literary source, turning it directly into a film with scarcely any new intrusion. An example of transposition may be Pride and Prejudice, a novel written by Jane Austen and taken into a film by Robert C. Leonard. The purpose of this method was clearly emphasized by characteristic opening scenes of some films in the period. They displayed the first pages of the book which lay behind the film, and in some cases we could actually read the beginning of the story there, for example in Jane Eyre from 1944 starts in this fashion and several pages more are shown along the film. It seems inevitably that a novel which usually entails several days of reading will have to be condensed somehow to become a film of reasonable length. Therefore, an important selection process will have to take place, leaving out subplots, a very frequent device in 19th century novels, scenes, characters, complexities, etc. Even some characters are likely to be dropped. Reinterpretation. This strategy consists in preserving the original text, but at the same time doing a substantial reinterpretation that usually connects with the contemporary world. Cinematic techniques are applied in the process and the literary work acquires new life. Simplification and selection are used more freely here. The best film versions of literary works belong to this group. The following adaptations are very interesting examples of this technique. Dracula, written by Bram Stoker in 1897 and made into a film by Francis Ford Coppola in 1992. Or Robinson Crusoe, written by Daniel Defoe in 1719 and taken into a film by Luce Buñuel in 1953. Free Adaptations in this type of adaptation, literary text and film version are linked by analogy. Certain situations, characters, etc. might remain, but the original writer's structure and artistic vision suffer a thorough transformation. Substantial deviation occurs and the result is, at its best, a different work of art. We could mention the following examples. The 39 Steps, a Hitchcock's 1935 film version of John Buchan's homonymous work from 1915 is an excellent example of this approach. Here uh, the transformation is very deep, from a teenage adventure story to a very sophisticated comic thriller. Point 6. The effect of the cinema on literature. The attitude of writers towards the cinema was for a long time a negative one. This was probably due to its technological and industrial origin, its showiness and popularity. Later, when the cinema became mature and much more powerful means of expression, many important writers turned to Hollywood to earn a living out of their ideas and fiction. 
The writers of the lost generation and the realist writers of the 50s were said to have cinematographic vision of life. They used external features and details for the reader to deduce, from the behavior and external appearance of the characters, their real nature, just as cinema normally does. Some of the specific influences of cinema on literature are the fragmented structure of language and plots in modern novels. In this respect, we can name the parallelism between Orson Welles' Citizen Kane and the novels of John Dos Peixos and William Faulkner. The sudden beginning of many modern novels, going straight into the action without any representation, is related to the way cinema attracts the attention of the spectator from the very beginning. The travelling of the camera can be linked with progressive description in the novel. Point 7. The role of the cinema in the diffusion of literature in English. In many cases, when a film is made from a book, the film becomes better known and more popular than the original book. All children know about Gulliver, Tom Sawyer, Moby Dick, Robinson Crusoe or Oliver Twist, though very few of them have read their stories. They know those stories because they have seen them in the cinema and in cartoons, and the same happens with some adults. If the cinema has an important role in the diffusion of literature in English-speaking countries, this role is much more important in the rest of the countries, where any knowledge about English and American literature would be reduced to literate minorities as if they were not for the cinematic vehicle these works have taken. Making a brief revision of English literature, we find that works have been adapted from the cinema ranging from the literature of the Middle Ages to contemporary works. The Adventures of King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table, narrated in the medieval English romances, have provided material for many films. The Canterbury Tales have also been on the screen in several different versions. Many of Shakespeare's plays have had their correspondent film versions with varied results. The great novels of the 17th and 18th century, by Defoe, Swift and Fielding, have also been transformed into successful films. The same happens with the 19th century novel, Coppola's version of Stockard's Dracula, Wuthering Heights, Sense and Sensibility, etc. 20th and 21st century fiction have been repeatedly adapted. James Ivory adaptations of several of E.M. Foster's novels, A Room with a View, A Passage to India, etc. Nowadays, important examples are J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter saga, Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings, Stephen Mayer's Twilight. Similarly, if we have a look at the cinema and American literature, we have the classics of the 18th and 19th century like Moby Dick, The Red Badge of Courage, Tom Sawyer, have all been adapted for the cinema. Point 8. Conclusion. Literature has an obvious relationship with the other arts. Most important films have been based upon written language, usually novels, but also all the great epics and most of the great plays have been filmed at some time. The techniques required in writing for film have been influenced many writers in structuring their novels and have affected their style. The acquisition of cultural knowledge is an integral part of FLL. It includes history, politics, communication styles or values and of course literature and cinema. In this world of internet and globalization, our students' knowledge of literature and cinema will make them understand the world and value their own culture. Teaching through films, wherever possible, is very enriching. The cultural context is basic to understand our society and literature of the time. EFL lessons are not just about teaching language. We need to teach culture to our students to provide them with a full picture. The use of smart books, e-books, films and table computer reading applications can help us motivate our students in this sense.